tuning in to Behind the Veil, Louisville's really first podcast that's all locally inspired and it's for vendors and for engaged couples. I've been searching for a wedding podcast that I enjoy and they're pretty far and few between, I think. Um, We've listened to a couple and, you know, we never seem to have as much fun with those podcasts as we would hope to get out of a podcast. So with me at the table today, I have Emily Burke. Hello. And Ellen Fox, our fearless leader. Hello. <laughs> and we'll we'll get to know everyone. But I think the um, best way really to introduce Ellen Fox and her company, Shea Fox Weddings and Events, is to talk a little bit about how I came across Ellen Fox. So I went to Bellarmine University here in Louisville. Very proud to have gone there. But I majored in psychology. So as everyone can imagine, I became a bartender after graduation. Um, Putting that job to good use. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, audience, we are all enjoying a glass of wine. It is a Boda Box variety. So if you're not driving or if you're not at work, you know, pour a glass of wine and enjoy with us. Or go to the bathroom Or if you are at work. Yeah. (laughs) Go to the bathroom. Hey, we're at work. Have a glass of wine. So cheers to that. Cheers to that. Did you introduce who you were? Did you say who you were? Oh, that's a good way to start, isn't it? My name is Melissa Montgomery, (laughs) and I'll be your moderator today. (laughs) So I'm going to talk about um, how I came across Ellen Fox as a bartender looking for what I wanted to do in the world. Um, I had a job interview with a new venue opening up in town and just randomly applied got an interview, went on that interview, was really shocked at how invested I was in getting it, and it just kind of snapped in my head, like, oh, of course. Of of course I'm supposed to be doing events. I've been meant to do this my whole life. Why didn't I figure that out earlier? Um, Did not get the job, fortunately and unfortunately, I'd say. Um, But like a millennial does, I went on Google, and Google searched how to become a wedding planner. If you do that, the results come up pretty short. There's no right way to become a wedding planner. So my next avenue was to find a person to learn from and come up in the industry through and was hoping and praying someone would give me a chance, get my foot in the door. So again, went back to trusty Google and typed in best wedding planners in Louisville, Kentucky. Right? So (laughs) clicked on the very first web page that I came across. Loved her website, loved her work, so I emailed one person, just one, because, you know, why shoot for the moon? (laughs) No, you did shoot for the moon. That's true. That's true. Found the right one the first time. And you caught it. Emailed one person, and um, she wanted to give me a chance with an internship. So I've basically been stuck by her hip ever since then. So I thought this would be a really great opportunity to learn a little bit more about her because she knows my whole story and how I got into the industry because she is the way I got into the industry. Well, the thing that we need to do is give Melissa kind of credit. Melissa was pre-med at Bellarmine. So she is a very highly educated, she got a full ride scholarship to Bellarmine. So this is a person that she was going one direction and she realized that it wasn't her passion. And you just decided up in one day that... Yeah. Stumbled upon it so randomly. But then it was like a big light in the dark, like, ah. <laughs> so was it like that for you? Did you know your whole life you wanted to do events? Or was it like something 
through college you kind of stumbled into? Um, this is all I've ever done. So when I went to, I went to UFL. And I was a ladybird, a two-time national champion. <laughs> so sharp, Todd. I was first so sharp. I'm surprised uh, she wasn't the one to bring that up. Usually she is. So I thought I'd throw that in there for everyone. So I was doing uh, sports and men and marketing were my majors, and you have to do a practicum. And sports was a lot. Um, sports and men was a lot with events. So producing events, a lot with sporting things like that. I just loved it. And I did my internship at Kentucky Kingdom when it was first Kentucky Kingdom, before it was Six Flags. And, before the uh, incident. Yes. Yes. And um, I loved it. And I was hired there um, as soon as I graduated college. So my first event was in group sales, or my first real job career was in group sales, working with all the corporations, um, working in the Picnic Grove, um, doing big, huge corporate events, buyouts, small events, you name it. Um, I did a lot with uh, signage. It was kind of cool. I, I worked there for one, through one whole summer, and I had designed all the signage for the picnic grove. And it stayed up until it became Six Flags. So the signage I made <laughs> and designed freehand with the sign guy stayed up. Even after I was gone. So you left kinda, your little mark on, yeah, the, so on the joint. It stayed until Six Flags took over. Um, but that's where I kind of began. And then after that, I decided that I needed a, a bigger girl job. And um, loved events. So I went into the hotel industry. And I loved it, but it wasn't entertainment. I liked the entertainment side. So still more corporate at this point in time? Yeah, so it was a Doubletree Hotel, and I worked in the, as a sales coordinator. So I got to learn from people the behind-the-scenes operations of, of a hotel, which is much different than dealing with the entertainment industry. Um, so I learned all about BEOs and room blocks and, you know, you name it, nutrition clauses. So it was a lot of, which is good because I use that all in my work today. Um, but I learned a lot of that, but it was just kind of stale. It wasn't, I didn't have any passion for it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, there was, this is back when you could look up jobs in a paper. <laughs> there wasn't the internet help wanted things. Like we always say, you're ancient. Yeah, I'm so That's old. That's a very old-fashioned sentence. Um, so in the paper, there was a job post for Jillian's. And if anybody remembers Jillian's, it was the ultimate, like, our city had never seen anything like it. it it's, um, if you're not familiar with Jillian's, you're familiar with the Dave & Buster's concept so it's games and it had um pool and ping pong and and outdoor dining later we created a um a atlas dance club it was just really fun so i applied for the job and i got it um 22 years old and i was the event a manager baby. as a baby 22 years old to start all from scratch jillian's the event side and um best job in the world to have so it really was a startup and you got to kind of like design what that role was and the role that Jillian served in this marketplace you got to kind of built it from scratch the whole thing so um being a part of all sorts of different networking groups um I sat on boards of several organizations we hosted all these amazing events um I built it from the ground up um Big, huge corporations, you know, the big ones in town, the GEs, the Yums, the UPS, you know, they all had events there. And 
a lot of their planners were all friends of mine. Um, it was just, it was really fun. And one of the things that we did, um, man, it's, I think about it. It's so fun. We, so obviously Derby is a big deal here and the Pegasus parade always started right at Barrett and Broadway. And so the Kentucky Derby Festival approached us if we wanted to host all the events that day that went with the Pegasus Parade. Well, yeah, hello, of course. And uh, all the floats be lined right outside Barrett Avenue. And my job as the event manager was we, I would get to work. It was my favorite day of the whole year. I would come in at um, three in the morning, four in the morning. And we would serve breakfast to all the police officers, the, the KDF officials. Like it, it was just so fun. And the corporations that are all like dressed up, the guys that like dress up and walk in the floats. And then we would have, I'd have business events and stuff that day. And then um, the parade would start. So we would host all the celebrities. So I was in charge of, you know, the celebrity party and, and dealing with all their needs and setting things up. And then after... So I got to meet all sorts of cool. You know, Buzz Aldrin was one of oh, the. Oh, I love him. Emily so is our NASA lover. Men. Yeah. She, <laughs> yes. She's uh, a big. But is that so? That job it was the job that you said. Oh, having a job can be so much fun. Yeah, it wasn't work. It was. And you so can go much in fun. at four in the morning and leave. Oh, I didn't at even four leave. o'clock the next day and be like, yeah, that was the yeah, greatest day. It was so much fun. We'd have a concert. I got to do concerts. Um, for Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, um, Edwin McCain. She is really dating herself. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, how about this? <laughs> Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, before yeah. he was Darius Rucker. Oh, when they were Hootie. Yeah, when they were Hootie. People still call him Hootie. So, I mean, <laughs> it, it was just really, really fun. But then after a while, it was like I kind of grew up, got married, and I was like, I think I need more of like a... Again, it was like time to grow up again, and I needed mm-hmm. a more mature job. And um, I went to the casinos, and oh, man, I love the casinos. They were so much fun. I did the event side. I was sales directors, um, worked at Caesars, worked at Belterra. So fun. Um, and after a while, I just kept working for everybody else, and I would do events. Weddings would be involved. Um my passion really was weddings. I kept coming back. My stewardship for my, the church was weddings. Um, so when was your first wedding? Because you had done so much corporate and with the hotels and with the casino. When was the first, like, you're in charge of a wedding, like someone's most important day? So I don't even and think you all know was this. Was it different than what you expected? Were you terrified like, it's so different. I don't know her corporate. first wedding. I don't know your first wedding. Yeah. No. Okay, let's hear all about it. <laughs> Lay it down. What Why did you, did you mess do up? It? Did you do it for free? Did you say, I'll do your wedding? Yeah, so it was part of being at the church. So it was part of my stewardship. We go to St. Martin of Tours at the time, and it was part of my stewardship. And my first wedding was a 90-year-old man marrying an 89-year-old <gasps> Precious. woman. Precious. Oh, that is such a cute story. It was so emotional. So both had lost their spouses. And and that old age found love. Found Aww. love Aww. in their twilight years. Yeah, didn't want to so be sweet. apart. Never too old to find happiness. It just told love is never... It doesn't have an age. It doesn't have an age, date. right. And, it, and even in that time, it was... 
it's just the human spirit to want to have somebody with you, you know, mm-hmm. to have a partner to, to grow old with. And, and they are old and they were growing old together. And it was very emotional. Their kids, their grandkids, and even I think there was a great grandchild um, was there too. And um, it, was a, it was a full mass and the priest is doing the vows and um, what are the vows? It's uh, promise to be good to you and, and good times and bad, sickness and health, um, promise to honor you. Anyhow, it got to the point where they say, and as you grow old together, mm-hmm. and I <laughs> sat in the back of church and I kind of laughed at myself and I was like, and we're there. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just very sweet because I knew that love always wins, like, and I think from that point on, then I had several other weddings that I did there. And, and you were still working a full-time job at this. Still point. working at the other places. And then I was going to um, leave. I'd always worked on commission because I know that's the best way to make money. So right. you, you hustle, you get the reward. Right, correct. It's that reward. So I like to get rewarded. And um, every time I'd make so much and I'd start making more money than my bosses that'd be like, well, we're going to reconfigure your commission structure. Yeah, of course you are. Cause I'm making more money than you are. You know? <laughs> like, of course you're going to do that. So and just, if there's anything I know about you, I feel like it's kind of the, you see someone else being in charge and you're like, Oh, I could do that, but better. Definitely better. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that I didn't learn. I had some really great mentors and I did learn so much from different people and, and, and that's part of experience. Like, I think one of the big things that makes a good planner is somebody that has experience, that knows, mm-hmm. that has worked both sides, didn't just one day plan right. their wedding and decided, oh, that was a lot of fun. I'm going to be a wedding planner. Well, it's not that easy. Right. You know, so. Um, but then you just kind of outgrew each little job. You just like kind of outgrow, right? You just, you know, every few years you just kind of evolve. And, you know, I, I was married and then I was, you know, started having kids and, it was kind of like I needed something that I was going to be around more. And I was going to do Helms Briscoe, which is a, a very respectable um, event planning company. works with corporations all over the world. And I had actually put in my notice to go work for Helms Briscoe. Um, and then got a call from Belterra Casino. I might be kind of jumping around here, but got a call from Belterra. And they were like, they were wooing me so bad to come do this director, be this director at this new property. They were expanding. It was amazing. It's a beautiful property. And I went and I was like, well, I'm just going to go because, you know, they're going to take me up, take me out to dinner and put me up right. in a hotel room. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm going. So I went um, and I had already put in my notice at Caesar. So I was already leaving anyway to do Helms Frisco. And I was like, well, what do I have to lose? I'll just go have fun for the experience of it. And then that's when I got in my car wreck on the way home um that was the interview you were on your way mm -hmm. okay so So. I was coming back from so I was coming back from and we won't bore everybody with this thing but I've rode naked in a helicopter before and uh yeah basically a really bad car accident it's a beautiful story and maybe we'll share it one day but um I did not die and neither did my child because I was 10 weeks pregnant at the time and all is, you know, well in the world. But I thought, you know, maybe this isn't the time that I need to go out on my own because Helms Briscoe is like owning your own company. It's not a salary. You get paid for, you know, whatever you book. So I said, okay, well, I have a lot of medical bills and I'm going to take a long time to heal. So Belterra offered me the job 
So I took it and I worked there. And then the whole time I was like, I got to get out. I got to get out. And I was doing weddings still at the church. And I was like, I just, I have so much passion for weddings. Even so since like my wedding. calling you back every time. <clears throat> just wouldn't stop. Yeah. And yeah. I just kept going back. And I said, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. And so if I fall. when was that moment you took the plunge to have your own business, no, quit? It helped like, when I knew I was going to get a big settlement from the car. From the car. I knew <laughs> you had a little bit of a security blanket. I had a security blanket. And so, you have an amazing husband that has always been willing to help with the right. kids. And so it, it's just like, in. you know, let me just, let me take this leap. You know, I, I'm just going to take it. If I fall flat on my face, I can always get a job back in the industry. Like, I'll, you know, I'll always be marketable and be able to get a job in events. Well, right, take I the risk. And if you need to apply for another yeah, job, you apply for another job. That hasn't happened since 2003. So, so far, Which so far we're going. That a sound, you, that sound you hear in the background oh, yeah, the is uh, we're pouring our, more wine. Um, our technician, our sound technician, our producer, my husband, producer Michael Mike. Montgomery. And uh, he's topping off some Boda Box here. We so you've been doing weddings <laughs> since 2003. No, that's when Shay Fox was officially filed with the state of Kentucky. It was 2003. I had been doing weddings and events. Right. But under Shay Fox weddings and events, when was your first wedding? Um, my first wedding was um, when they had the letterhead and... When they had, oh yeah, and it was shaped. So I signed my first contract. This is great. My first contract. I don't even think she knows was was Jenny Metzger Stennett, and she was my first contract that I signed. Her wedding was at Churchill Downs, so she wasn't my first wedding, but she was my, my first signed contract. She was one of the readers in Casey um, Casey's wedding. Yes. So isn't that funny that all these years later, you know, yes, I'm still getting some, referrals from yeah, two summers yeah. ago. You'll hear fun stories about our clients, but that was my first signed contract. And to this day, we still talk and Facebook. Now, at the time, did you play it off like you were a big wig, like this was just the same old hat? No, I was always or up were front. you like up front with her, like, you're my first Oh, yeah, no, Ellen, I can always, yeah, I can always be, Ellen would be very excited for that. Yeah, no, I was always very upfront, And I told everybody, I have a corporate background. I have an event background. I have worked the other side. So I know what the banquet staff has to go mm-hmm. through. I know the service staff. I have been the person that's had to jump behind the bar. I am the one that has set up the room. Like I have done all of that. I was the first person at the seal back back in the day. That's where my wedding was to have custom linens for their wedding. Like it wasn't a thing back then. Wait, you your used... wedding was the first wedding that had custom linens? Yeah, I had custom linens. Okay. So you're, you got married in what year? 2000. 2000 so mm-hmm. a millennial bride or millennium not millennium, millennium. i'm the millennial here yeah millennium. you're the gen yeah. xer mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. who would talk a little bit about your wedding so oh, i want to talk a little bit about my <laughs> wedding. i was there oh, so our audience doesn't know emily is cousin to ellen Yes, and I, we'll talk a little I, bit about how she got involved in the business too when we get down the road. But let's just touch because it might be a little fun background. And you were not in the wedding industry at the time. You were doing weddings, or you had never done a wedding when you got married. I was doing weddings at the church, and I think I had had one or two like small weddings. I don't remember exactly, but so I was really doing events. I was at Jillian's when this started. Yeah, so it wasn't because so, yeah, like you're. The party before 
your wedding was at Jillian's. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we had a night oh, at fun. Jillian's. The night before but, and I'll tell break. you too, even though I was an event planner at that time, that I actually hired a wedding planner. Cause well, yeah, I, because you knew. You I do knew. What it doesn't matter. Goes. You still need that person. I still had to have that the person. Of, right. Anyway. Which is so amazing for you to control freak. Yeah, to let that it you go. Hand it, you hand over the reins and let someone else do it because you just can't. It's impossible. No, what, there's too many scenarios that happen behind the scenes that you don't know about. And I was not crazy enough because I had 450 people at my wedding. I was not crazy enough to know that I was going to be able and I control everything and I knew I would not be able to control everything. So I hired. um, So do you want to shout out who was your It was Amelia Garcia, the sweetest, most wonderful person ever. Um, And then who did your design? your wedding um so i got to there were two so my mother-in-law so i my uh rehearsal dinner was like a wedding at the brown <laughs> at the brown okay so, so my, we just hit up the brown and the, yes. the two <laughs> most beautiful historic hotels in downtown mobile mm-hmm. so That's my rehearsal dinner was like what was it like a hundred and something people it was big it was a lot it was bigger a lot. than my wedding yeah, it was big. <laughs> and um, it was custom designed by Wayne Esterly of In Bloom Again. Oh. I Who you him. still work with? Yeah, so you are still working with him. He's a dear friend of mine. Yeah, he uh, he did everything for the rehearsal dinner. And then um, Charlie, at, at the time it was Wildflowers, he was the florist, the designer for the church, which was St. Martin of Tours. Um, and we used him and he did a magnificent job. Um, and then my sales manager at the time who booked my wedding was Taylor at Caesars. Oh, love Taylor. Who's <laughs> a dear friend of mine who bailed in the middle of my wedding and took the job at Caesars and left me without anybody, but we won't go there, Taylor Warden. Um, <laughs> Oh, we're already getting politically (laughs) The podcast is so much more amazing than the magazine, Louisville Wedding, because we have to be very, um, you know, to the T, dot our I's, cross our T's, make sure everything sounds really eloquent and Super professional. And then on here, we just get to be politically incorrect and be ourselves. Yeah, we just get to call people out like we see it. Right, Um, call it like we see it. Wait till we interview wedding. Did it influence events in the future that you had done like did you take any of your own experience from your own wedding being on that side being the bride and take that with you as you started doing more and more weddings oh yeah because um I think the big thing so I have a very big family and it's very hard to make 400 plus people happy Uh and I felt like Emily did you have fun at my wedding yes I did Uh (laughs) yeah do you mm-hmm. remember? remember? Do you remember my wedding? Yes. Uh-huh. I drove my parents home. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I can't say that I know my, my parents brothers... had a good time. <laughs> I don't know that my uh, my brothers all <laughs> remember the whole thing. No, they don't. No. Uh, no, it was really fun. It, and I think maybe that's where the passion really came because it was at the time the best day of my entire life. And I thought I I always want to relive this moment and um, I always kept wanting to go back to the weddings and just kept wanting to do it. And it takes a special person to be a wedding planner. I mean, you're you're a counselor, you are um, a, a director, you are 
there are so many tasks involved in planning a wedding and you have to be something to everybody. You have to be a caretaker to your vendors and look out for their needs, but then you also have to deal, you know, with your clients and making sure that they're happy and they're making right decisions based on budget. I mean, there's, we could go into a whole tutorial on everything Ellen has done in her life has been to be a wedding planner. Everything's been leading Every, to it yes. her entire life. Everything. Can we tell you something you don't know? Uh, yes, I would love to Do you know when learning. Emily and I were young, we plotted out that we were going to open a bridal studio, and it was going to be called Cousins. Cousins. Isn't that cute? So cute. But then if I, I was going to be the business, like I was she was going to be the, the face. What would I? It'd be Cousins plus the other one. <laughs> <laughs> cousins and Melissa. Yeah. Isn't that cute? Like that, that we had even thought about cute. that back in the day. And you know so when I really got into weddings? We're always I'm going to date myself. Sure. I'm going to date myself. Here you we know go. when I began to freak out on weddings? Hmm. Princess Diana. Diana's wedding. I was in like, enough. what are you, like four? I was five or six. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I was a little. No, I was, I was around that age. I watched it live on TV. Because for one day, you actually get to be a princess. You do. For get one to day, be a... you get mm-hmm. to be a princess. And Everyone it was, uh, I'll never forget you. that. And when the Princess Diana exhibit came to the Fraser Museum, um, Chrislyn and me, were you there with me? You didn't I go. I with her. Okay, Chrislyn so you're... is someone who. Chrislyn used to work with us. Yeah, so she, she works with us sometimes. Um, we got to go to the Princess Diana exhibit, and you. You kind of meandered through her life, and you walked around, and then you ran around this corner. And when you walked around the corner, there was the dress, and it was like, like you, your breath you hit the veil first. Like you hit the yes, yeah, you hit the you hit the back, yeah, around. and then you had yeah. to walk around to the the back, yeah. So you saw the train, mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, I re- I was like, oh my god, there it is! It was like one of those moments where you're like, you oh shivered. my gosh, yes, like it was unbelievable. I think I got emotional, can't remember. Uh, and then you walk around and you see the front. And then he kind oh, of yeah, the train, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, she had flats on. She didn't wear heels. Well, she's smart. Well, no one should so wear tall, heels. Right? Yeah. She, well, she's 5'10", no, I think. No bride should wear heels. Hot, hot take. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. <laughs> the brides <laughs> that wear heels, we always love it. They get their picture of their shoes. They Especially put their heels on. Venues. They walk down the aisle. Convinced and then the shoes heels. are gone. They're, they're gone mm-hmm. the rest of the night. <laughs> so can we call out, uh, we won't name names, but one of our um, clients that... Spent how much? Nine hundred dollars, twelve hundred dollars. Oh, honey, times that by two. On Christian Louboutins covered in rhinestones. Oh yeah, the red, most red beautiful. Shoes. I bet they photographed Louboutins really well. I've ever uh, seen. So pretty. Maybe took two pictures in them. Yeah. Did her ceremony in them, and then later that evening, they were. She was barefoot on Fourth Street outside of the Brown Hotel with the Louboutins sitting on top of a trash can yep. <laughs> way behind like 10 feet away from her she gave no care in the world no she just wanted the good picture oh, and yeah. have them on her feet because she and, and then you it know was what? like over those it made her because feel the pretty most comfortable heels in the world are still gonna we should start a company where you rent long. shoes for like an hour oh my god that would be a great okay. idea uh-huh. where you rent rent the soul we, so we brought to you a new podcast. <laughs> you like, don't spend that much money. They give you the necklace for the award you're allowed- show, and they follow you with a little security guard because it costs yes. much money. Yes, and then as soon as you're done with the event, no, they no, hold no up not their even hand the event. Put it back in the jewelry Melissa, box. 
Just the ceremony. Just the ceremony. Right. Not even the event. The, the the shoe picture with the rings. You know how it's yeah. always like the shoe yes. picture, and then you have the rings you get picture. The picture. So you get the you get the picture, and then, and then we can start a hashtag. Uh, you know, tag my shoe, <laughs> <laughs> and you can see all the people that wore that one hashtag shoe for their soul. ceremony. Sell your soul. <laughs> oh. Sell your red soul. Oh, yeah, that is kind of a cute idea. You know, they stress out over buying their shoes. Um, well, let me ask you this. Since okay, we've talked about the beginning. Now let's talk about how things have changed a little bit because we're starting to talk about events we've done now. So how? Are we have never going to talk about my first wedding though? Because this oh, is really okay. good. So and we also as Ellen takes over Emily's the podcast. No, no, I'm not taking over the podcast. But this was really cute. Girl. I just okay. So <laughs> I'm a very religious person, and and I do pray a lot. I believe everything I have is because somebody gave it to me. Um, but I'll never forget it's my first wedding. Now at this time I had been planning like 10 weddings at the time, but it was actually like the, the first real one happened and the bride. So we're back, um, there, she's getting ready to walk down the aisle and we get her to walk down the aisle. Me and this, the sweet church lady, we're doing this together and she walks down the aisle and I walk off and I bawl uncontrollably. I can't pull myself together. It was one of those I'm so happy moments. Like I did moments. it. Yeah, this like is it. This, this is, is it. it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I was unconsolable. I had to walk outside the church. I'm like, pull yourself together. <laughs> like, you know, and I was like, thank you. This is what I am supposed to be doing. It was just a really one of those moments that, okay. You were in the right place where you're meant to be at the right time. Right. This is what my gift is. This is what my gift is to other people. I get to be a part of all these amazing couples, best day of their whole lives. And from then I was hooked. I couldn't do anything else. And it never gets old. That opening the doors and the bride walking down. I mean, that just, it's still breathtaking. I still get emotional I it is just a surreal moment of any wedding I just love that part so that was you know the whole meltdown I don't have those meltdowns anymore but you know the emotions (laughs) are still there it was cool so okay back to how has the industry changed tradition wise design wise and I know we always talk about trends which pe- most people don't realize trends are just something just that's already been done right before. I know. I know. <laughs> if you've been I in the industry wait. long enough, which wait, she tells me all enough. the time, every trend happening right now, it happened 15, 10 years ago. It's just reoccurring and people forgot about oh, it. Oh, we laugh sometimes. But I'm with my other planner friends and they're like, oh, don't you love when a bride comes in and goes, well, I just don't want to do something that other somebody's else done before. And I'm like, Okay, well, what is that? And then they pick the same exact thing that everybody's ever done <laughs> before. You just indulge them, though, right? Right. Make them feel special. Um, but at what traditions or design things have you seen pop up or disappear that you're sad about, happy about? Um, you know what I'm happy about is that the tradition of making sure everybody is having a good time is still one of the most important things to everybody. Like Mm -hmm. they genuinely want every, either if it's through an experience, through a destination event, just through good food or entertainment, like they really do want their guests to come and walk away saying amazing things. 
like having something that they remember by. Um, so that tradition hasn't really changed. I, I think the big thing maybe recently that's changed is numbers at weddings aren't necessarily as big as they used to be. Well, I was just going to say, so you all will hear us talk about generations a lot and millennial versus Gen X because that is, we're a small company and I'm the youngest. Emily's kind of in the middle of the two and then Ellen's the, the grandma. So <laughs> she gets to make fun of me in my millennial ways. Um, but I think, you know, what we've noticed is with millennial brides, the numbers go down so that they can still spend more per guest to give them a great dinner or a great entertainment. They really want to give that experience to every single guest instead of inviting all of dad's co-workers and yeah, it's more family intimate. friends. Some it's a little more intimate, more things but they more do. Intimate. They still focus on that experience for the wedding right. and... You know, instead of maybe doing a candy buffet at the end of the night, they'll pour money into like a special surprise entertainment or well, a full bar. I think the big thing too is, is back when we first started, it was still traditional where the the parents of the bride paid for everything. Then there would be the you know the groom's parents would contribute to some things, but now it's a lot of the millennials are covering the cost because their parents don't. You know, they don't have the ability to pay, you know, so the millennials are coming and coming getting married older. They're getting married older, which is nice. Um, they're a little bit more mature and they know more of exactly what they want. But, you know, I think it's so those roles have kind of changed. But I think the concept of the wedding has not. People still do. It's still there. It's still there. It's still the exchange of vows. It's still giving of yourself to somebody else which is the most important part of the whole day, not just the party and how pretty it looks when you walk in the room, but those actual vows that you exchange with each other, like those actually mean something. Those are going to mean something when this fun honeymoon period is over and you have, you know, kids and somebody's sick and your one kid, you know, can't do well in school and the other one, you know, just got in trouble, just like, you you make that commitment to each other and, and and hopefully it's for the rest of your life. So I think couples still want that part of the ceremony to be very um, emotional and connect with each other and memorable. And then the other stuff is still the other stuff. Like the ceremony is mm -hmm. still number one. That, mm -hmm. that hasn't gone away. And I think that's refreshing to somebody that's older and I'm very proud to say I only know of, and all the weddings I've done in years, I only know of about three people that have divorced. Three or four couples. Those are good numbers. They're very good numbers, I right? Mean, has got a good record there. Yeah, I so. That's good numbers. Right. <laughs> so. Glowing endorsements. You know, it, you <laughs> know so it, it, it's still the that whole, you know, I think millennial brides are more mature. You know, they're not that young naive like they've lived life they understand well you can correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like in the past there has been kind of a if you have money spend it to show that you had the money and were able to spend it on a wedding like no. maybe like you do over the top centerpieces for 400 people because you could but now i feel like the money's kind of going into a like a more meaningful place like everything kind of has a meaning behind it or a purpose and 
you know, people are always going to spend the money. If they have well, you know what? That is what I love is that people who want to spend the money will spend the money. And the thing that I love about weddings, you'll hear talk shows and stuff talk about weddings and how they jack up the prices and this. And then they always like put digs on the wedding mm-hmm. industry and all this. And what they don't realize is every single person in the wedding industry is a small business. Mm-hmm. Unless you're at a mm-hmm. big hotel chain. Every single vendor, videographer, it's caterer, like, it is a locally owned small business. So and women business owners and are a lot more of them are represented in right. the wedding industry Correct. than any other. And that doesn't go to you know when somebody books a wedding with me, you know you just help pay to send my kids to school. You let my girls do travel volleyball because that's what we do. You got you help my kids Christmas. You know like. That's, that's what you're supporting when you do the wedding industry. I thought you are just paying for your house oh, and your electricity. Well, yeah, well, that, yeah, bills. That yeah. goes first, and then yeah. the extra comes later. And then yeah. keeping the kids alive. Yeah, I mean, we have to yeah, do those that, are, that's right? that's important. Gosh. But, you know, it's, so the wedding industry as a whole, it's, it's, it's just dynamic. It's so many moving pieces and, and just history being made and families you know, new families coming together and, and couples setting off on new adventures together. And it's fun and it's exciting. Yeah, and, and it's, you get to be a part of all And of I that. get to be a part of all of that. Like Everybody in this industry. You do. Like right you here. were there. And then they later they send you pictures of their kiddos. And then sometimes their parents are sick and they reach out to you and they want you to pray for their parents. And, you know, it really is a, a wonderful, joyous occasion and it's a wonderful industry to be involved but you know the the whole to so much is given so much is what, what's that saying if so much is given so much is required or that you should give back in other words like we're so blessed and things are so great but then we have to work so hard to ensure that that wedding day I tell my clients it's you get it's one day that's it one chance one chance you don't get do-overs we don't get to mm-hmm. say wait stop pause let's let's just start over from the beginning no that day starts and you get one chance so in our job we have to be perfect 100% of the time no mistakes no mistakes you don't get to make a mistake because now, you never live them down as I know no yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes Melissa Montgomery oh. you don't get to live down your mistakes so it's being... We have to make sure no one sees the mistakes. Yeah, because there are always going to be mistakes. And there's always going to be things that you have to fix and, and last minute changes. But as the planner, you're the one in control and you don't let it get to you. You just fix it. You just get on and move on. And then one of the fun things I have with my clients afterwards is we'll have a... Um, like a wrap session. Like a wrap session where we get together and we have coffee or we go out to lunch or whatever and... We don't get to do it with everybody, but, you know, with a lot of clients. And we sit there and we talk about the war stories and we talk about all those hey, things. Hey, did you know this happened while you were walking down the aisle? <laughs> yeah, like all those you things that they never knew at your about. Wedding. Did you know that? And they just crack up laughing that they had no clue that all these things happen. And sometimes they're minimal and sometimes they're big. That scene, do you remember, I know it's so corny and it's really not that similar to our job, but the movie The Wedding Planner with J-Lo, yeah, Jenny I don't, Block. I don't run away with the groom. Well, <laughs> no, there's one scene where she's walking through the church. Maybe someone didn't show up to the wedding. Like the groom's oh, not there. Oh, I know what scene you're talking so about. So there's yes. these large um, marble pillars that separate the walkway along the pews mm-hmm. from the guests. So 
in between every marble pillar, <laughs> yeah, she's, like she's smiling and nodding and walking very cordially. And then behind the pillars, she's like <laughs> shuffling, running, running, running. Stop, smile. Hi, guests. Everything is great. Run, 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 run. <laughs> yes, it is exactly like that. Yes. Keep everything just a little hidden. Yeah. I'm freaking mm-hmm. out inside right now. It is hitting the fan. <laughs> as soon as I hit those but you doors walk in to go to the back of the house, I am Hi, booking sweetie, it. Yes. You look so beautiful. Yes, yeah. everything is that's perfect. Just, that's, that, those are, that's when we, oh, that's just so fun. So when we work, like we never get, I am a slave driver. And no. <laughs> you can't we, see this, but I'm nodding. Yes. We don't get, <laughs> we don't get what? to eat, to go to the bathroom. <laughs> drink water drink water we do it just this is us exaggerating so we as they're rolling it's really not though because we always say it's their day it does not belong to us we have to turn off the fact that we're human and be a little bit robot turn off our bladder you don't get to go to the bathroom shut it but our body long that your bladder hurts and then it forgets that it needs but our our bodies no, they're accustomed to our it. bodies. No, it's a bit day. You don't get to go to the bathroom. It's going into combat. So we love it when we get through, and you know our events. I we high five when the bride say, walks down the aisle. Yeah, like we like we, they're just good, fun. Good, so when good stuff, we we don't get to sit down. We we make sure our vendors are fed. We take care of all of our vendors. It's that's part of the. It's just what we do. And then when the dance floor opens, we've got through the special dances, and the dance floor opens, and banner DJ takes over. That's when we finally get to eat. So that's sometimes anywhere between. 8.30 and 10 o'clock at night. So it's Usually just between 9 and 11. Right. Actually. So it's like, then we finally get to sit down and eat. And we'll sit there and that's when we share all of our stories. And this went down and we just laugh and giggle and just Because we haven't really been together all yeah, day. We just get to relive the moment. It's just so much fun. And then we're like, okay, go. Then we yeah. got to get mm-hmm. up and keep that was going. good like, 30 minutes. Yeah. We get to have our little break and it's fun. But, you know, we never did take... T- uh, Talk about how you got involved with me. So besides cousins, that I never was born happened. into the business. Yeah, you were born by default. I. So do you feel like? Okay, so how was the very first event that you worked on? Were you ever nervous, like mixing family with business? Like, oh my oh, god, yeah. what if That's she doesn't idea. do a good job? She's my cousin. We've been even so like close our entire lives. <laughs> You, you don't like all of us a lot of the time. But she's known me my entire life because she's older than me. Right, but when... you guys grew up close because you have all brothers. You okay, so yeah, brothers. let's talk about that. Okay, so I am the oldest of five. I have four younger brothers. I also am the oldest of five, and I have four younger brothers. Freaks. Right. Yes. Catholic freaks. Yes. <laughs> Our mothers are sisters. Yes. And very Catholic. Yes. So by default, I, we never had sisters. So we're like cousin sisters. Like mm-hmm. that's just. And when she was younger, I hated it because I'd have to play Barbies with her and stuff. And yes. I was at the time too cool to play Barbies, you know, whatever. But then, then, you know, she grew up and whatever. So Emily. Awesome. I <laughs> lived in Paducah. You know, she was in Paducah. And moved she back. moved back to Louisville. And I, I like how Ellen's help. taking over my life also. I know. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Please, Ellen, the boss tell me. Lady. Hashtag boss lady. No, because you remember our first you event. You don't know your own story. I do remember our first Let event, and I rocked you. it. You did. Ellen did not think I could do it. Ellen no. hired me only because I'm family. And I needed help. And she needed help. 
And I okay, went so because... Okay, so it was out of necessity. It wasn't out of... No, it's totally out of necessity. Emily would be great no. at this. Oh, gosh, no. Oh, no. I was probably the last one never. she would so were you said, not terrified, though, mixing the... You know, well, she was going to give me a really easy job. With, no, she had an easy like, job. If she couldn't do this job, which was line traffic controller, if she could not <laughs> do No, that was not my first job. My first job was... It was Amazon. Uh, I mean, it was Zappos. It was Zappos, but it was Mardi Gras. It was not. Mardi Gras was the uh-huh. first one? Yeah. I thought Garage Party was nope. your first one. Nope. Mardi Gras, which was, let me just say, I'm a little girl coming from Paducah, very sheltered in my Catholic life, and I come here. Ellen says, hey, I need you to help with an event. I have a baby at home, but I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. It'll be fun. Holy crap. <laughs> This Mardi Gras event, not in was New Orleans, but in Louisville. Anything, it was nothing. But may as well have been. It was in nothing Orleans. like I've ever seen. I went home and, and I said, "There were people flying from the ceilings. <laughs> we had a marching band. There were drag queens throwing beads. Like I've never. I had. There were. There was a a two story float in the middle of a ballroom. I'd never seen anything like it in my life. And I thought, this is what she does, people. This is what she does." This is amazing, and I want to be involved. And then she, then another year went by, and you asked me to do the Zappos again. That was the garage party. Garage party, which was when she got to see me in action. Before it was just making sure nobody went into this one little area. I mean, it was, it was you my were, job was just pretty so simple. everyone knows. Melissa kind of is on her job. second glass of wine right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> our producer Michael is helping himself to. <laughs> So my second event with her was the garage party, and I was in charge of traffic control, making sure Which the line still was moving. Sometimes your job, yes, because you're the best at telling people. That. Well, Emily's the yes. behind the scenes guru. She is the one that the logistics. She handles really all good the at logistics. Napkin folding. Yes, and really good at napkin folding. We'll, we'll bring up your napkin Thank folding you. challenge. Oh, okay. One day we're going to have a napkin folding contest. I will beat anybody. And, and we're going to do a throwdown and have Louisville's best. I always thought that throw. I was the jam with napkin folding when I worked in banquets. No, and then no, I met no, her. Me. No. And no. I used to micromanage every other employee. I was not their boss, but again, thought that I was their boss so that I could just tell them, like, seams go in, crisp lines. And then I met Emily. She's like a little robot machine. She every could napkin pull napkins for the Queen exactly of England. The it is un. Okay, we're running out of time, so let me just tell you. We're not running out of time. We go as long as we want. Oh, right? oh, oh. Ghosting. Producer Mike is drinking Gosh. and telling us 50 minutes. So we let me get to the part where I'm awesome. Bored, so she sorry. is watching Michael, me. Your passive aggressive notes, note <laughs> passing, is not appreciated. You know what? Ladies don't need a man sitting in the background telling them what to drinking do. Drinking wine, holding up a sign that says 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, we're sorry. Please continue. Thank you. So. She got to watch me work. In action. In action for the first time. And she was a And she went home and told her mother, my aunt, mind you, I don't know who that was. I I didn't recognize that woman. She was like a new person. Because I was... Well, you are a very different person at an event than you are personally. I would say that. Oh, Yes. yes, work very, Emily and when family I Emily are two you, different people. I was so timid, and you kept having to tell me, like, get out of your shell. You can't be timid. I can't tell you every single thing you need to be doing. I need to trust that you see what needs to be done, and you have the, like, balls to go do it. And I was just, like, timid, like, 
I don't know if I'm allowed to talk to the clients. Am I allowed oh, to talk to the clients? Oh. But Emily walks in and is like, this is my show and I'm running it. Melissa was afraid to ask for a glass of water at her first event. Oh, I'll never forget that. Oh, yeah. The this, whole, this whole Melissa. Well, well, let's table that for another time. Okay, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And then I can't funny. wait till story. we bring up the um, mistake. We're going to call you Melissa's mistakes. It's going to be a podcast one time. Melissa's mistakes. The, er- the intern f***ed up again. Oh, no. oh You can cuss on podcasts. Oh. That's the thing. It's not on radio. Oh. Oh, yeah, Ellen has never heard a podcast. So oh my we're so still old. Michael, you have to bleep She's that so out. She's so old. Oh, we can bleep it. Oh, but my gosh. you're allowed to. Oh, my gosh. I, There's no moderation. So much water. I think people would appreciate it. <laughs> The F, word is, people, the F word is too. always appreciated in mm-hmm. the right context. Mm-hmm. That really was an F up moment, though. You, I mean, that's you've had, the only you've word. You've had a few. <laughs> you know, that's what you get when you have a an intern. Yeah, well, let's just go back to that. So an intern who got six months to see if she could hang. Basically an extended interview. Yeah, it was basically, yeah. Look, we met you. We loved you. Yeah. I'll never forget Emily said. Well, we I tried to buy off Ellen. I asked her at our interview at Starbucks. At the end of the interview, I said, "Very nice to meet you. Um, so, what can I do to boost my chances here? Would you like a muffin? <laughs> you want a coffee? A little food to take home to the kids? I don't care. What do you want? What do you want?" <laughs> I'll never forget because we interviewed several people, and Emily looked at me, loved Melissa from the get go. And looked at me later, and we were talking and processing all the interviews and said, straight to me, who do you trust to plan your daughter's wedding? Oh, I said Aww. that? Yeah. That's super remember? profound. No. That is profound. I don't remember a... saying that. Yeah. Who do you Mm-mm. trust to plan God. your daughter's awesome. wedding? And I was like, hmm, guess I'll have to go with Melissa. So that's how it got started. I mean, because all the interviews we had were great. It was just, you seemed trustworthy. After and a year, there was no way she older was leaving. Too, because I was post-college plus a couple years of the bartending banquet serving. Yeah, you did have a little so bit of experience on the event side. a little bit of age side. on everyone yeah, else, it was, Were you six months or one year? Six months. Six months. You were never leaving. <laughs> after six months yeah no she I mean, was that kinda, was once she started day one she now. was yeah well i had my plunge moment here. too. take the plunge after my internship i worked with you for a little while part-time still working at another job part-time and then i was just like no it's it's enough i need to focus on one or the other it's either time to take this risk take the plunge do it do what i love because i loved it from the second i did it i mean it's a passion. Was terrified. Mm. Completely terrified. And I remember being like, am I a student or am I at work? I don't know what like avenue I'm allowed to take right now. But Do you feel like it's from, work? Now I don't feel like it's work, but I know it's my job. Like, oh, that's back in the day, it. I thought I, w- I was like, am I an observer or like, am I at work? Like, am I one of the people contributing or am I just supposed to watch? Oh, yeah, I didn't that's know. That's fair. That's so fair. So I was always kind of like trying to be in the background, but then like, do I speak up? Do I say something? But now I, I speak say whatever. up, Melissa. Speak yeah. up. Yeah, now, now I wish you went back Get to first water, time, Melissa, and keep your mouth shut. Well, let me ask you this. Okay, so we've talked about how everyone feels like they're meant to be in this career. 
for either of you, is there ever a moment where you thought, this is not for me, or I don't know if I can hack it, or you doubted yourself? Hmm. No, I just think that it's, it's very hard work. And I think every once in a while, everybody needs to reevaluate their place in the world. Mm -hmm. And is this what I want to continue to do? Do I need to pivot? Do I need to adjust? And I think, um, I think, yeah, sure. Do you think there's anything you are still learning or like? Oh, I'm always still learning. Still always. not good at? Oh, no, I'm good at everything. <laughs> <laughs> Should have known yeah. that was going to be the answer. Don't make me pull my list out. <laughs> uh, no, but you are always, le- you know, when you stop learning, I'm sure some wise person has said, once you stop learning, then, then you're yeah, done. Then you're dead. Yeah, yeah, then you're done. Like you're always learning, you're always evolving, and Getting you know better. clients well, are always challenging evolves. me. This industry evolves. The trends yes. may come back, but it's the way it is handled. It's the it's way that it's you know it's, it changes all the time, and that's what's so great is that you come to work every day, and our day is never the same. It's never like okay, the first thirty minutes we're going to do this and blah blah blah. Sometimes we just got a call from a client, it's a last minute booking, and it's like throw out everything we had planned for today. We have to do you know this. So that's what's exciting about the job. But it is uh, undeniably stressful. It is ranked, actually, in event planners, ranked by Forbes magazine as the sixth most stressful job that's out there. So when um, we have our meltdown moments. So when normal. we have our meltdown, that's normal. Plus yeah. we're like an all-woman company. So well, as much as we love each other, we love. do have our moments. Well, I think with each everybody other. has a moment. I think it's your Spending 14 hour days together. You know, if you're not, then you're not real. Yeah. You know, then, then, then wherever you work is boring and it's not right. exciting. Like it's fun to, you know, we, we call it, you know, pivot. We adapt, modify and adjust. Ladybird shout out. You know, like you just, that's what you do. Like it's just life. Like different things happen, things go on and, um, do you I succeed and proceed? Shout out, Wildcats. Oh. <laughs> 40 and We're out. not getting started on that. This is a Kentucky based podcast. We don't need to polarize our audience already. Emily. So we're going to steer away from that like it's politics. Yes. <laughs> so, um, sponsored by Boda Box. Um, email Ellen at Shayfox.com for sponsoring. <laughs> Um, opportunities. <laughs> okay, so what do you think? I know the industry is kind of becoming larger in the city. It's more people are joining it. And Louisville is really a small town. Right. So everyone knows each other. Yep. Um, and while we are competitors, I feel like we're all friends in this business and we all kind of help each other out and have each other's backs and you never know when you're going to need a favor from someone else. So, but what you do have to set yourself apart, you know, you, you are a business owner, Mm -hmm. so you have to be successful as a business owner and sell yourself to clients. What do you feel like sells you or what do you think sets your company apart? Like, um, what's your signature? I think it's a lot of mine is experience. So I am the one that is mentors to others. So 
my experience, my reputation speaks for itself. Um, and that's something that is um, earned. Uh, you earn a good reputation through other vendors, through your clients. It is not something that you make up because next to your name you put on there that you are awesome and you did X, Y, and Z. You know, on on internet or paper or social media, you can make yourself, anyone can make themselves look amazing. It's what other people say about you that makes, that sets you off from other people. Right. And, and like I said, it is a small town. So word of is, mouth is your word biggest of mouth is the big, right? your biggest enemy. Correct. And it's, and I'm just, I'm just very lucky and I'm very blessed. And I don't look at people in the industry as competitors. You know, do I interview for some jobs and somebody else gets it? Sure. But that's just because Hurts it was a, a better, you know, it's just a better fit. Better fit. You know, it just, you know, you're not, I have learned too that you're not everything to everybody. Like not everybody's going to like you. And that's that okay. Profound. <laughs> you, know? you can't be everything to everybody. everybody. Yeah, you can't. So there are, you're going to attract a certain you're gonna clientele. Find your niche. You're going to find your niche. You're going to find, and you know what I found with that is that because I don't want everything, then I get everything I want. So it's not my clients are friends for life. Look my at you clients. coming out with all of these great cliches that are just Gosh, very topical. <laughs> but like I do like you know are, are there times that I wish I would have gotten an event yeah and then in hindsight when I hear about the stories later and I said you know there was a reason I didn't have that and I don't have any regrets on events it makes sense that I have. in hindsight yeah it does it's like it's one of those everything happens for a reason type of deal and you know it's if you need me and you want me I'm going to be there for you and I'm going to give you my all so would you say the most important thing when hiring a client or a client hiring you, because I do think it is a two way street. Like you said, well, yeah. you know, you met, it's like a blind dating, like a speed dating. Mm-hmm. A job interview is every in single job. It's a job interview. Uh-huh. Right. Well, I think what you're trying to get at is there is the wedding. Oh, and the I was sh- going to say, sorry, here it is. <laughs> okay. that, Melissa is our moderator. <laughs> Melissa. Um, do you think it's more personality based? Or more design and what they want for their event? Or is it a little bit of both? I think it's definitely a little bit of both. A lot of it is the trust factor and being honest. And a lot of people, when they meet me, they trust me and they let it go. And they let me go through it. If you don't trust somebody, you're going to have anxiety. You're going to kind of second guess and question things. The clients that I get are people that trust me completely and they just let it go and let me do for them. And so it's makes, more of the personality, the communication I think it's styles. definitely more the personality because, I mean, I'm a great designer. I've been in art my whole life. I've mm-hmm. won artistic awards. I've done all this kind of stuff. But it's, it's the, the relationship. Do you trust me on the most important day of your life? And if you do, you're going to hire me. Sometimes they don't because it money, it might be budget and they can't afford it. Right. And that's you understandable. They wish that they could have, you know, mm-hmm. Ellen, but that's not, doesn't always happen. So it's, it's about giving of myself, you know, completely for my clients. And is there ever a time you feel like it's hard for you to separate your own design aesthetic and what your client wants? So um, like, even if they want something super gauche, 
Like, how do you gracefully Wait, lead sorry, them what does gauche into... mean? Tacky. Oh, yeah. How's that work mm-hmm. out? So how do you lead them gracefully? Because you said the most important thing then is personality and how you all jive and communicate together. So if the client wants something and has a vision of their day and you're seeing it as they're talking about it and you're like, oh, oh, honey, no, that just does not, gonna work. not work. How do you... How do you gracefully lead them, or do you just make it make what they want well, work? Or yeah, so people don't hire me to hold their hand and tell them they're beautiful. Okay, <laughs> right. people gotcha. hire me because there's a job that needs to get done. So they they are not picking me if if we're not a fit from the beginning. There are things that they may like, and sometimes I will cave, and they will cave. You know, it just depends on looking at it from a guest perspective if we don't do x y and z does this mean that's going to be the worst wedding ever or if we do do x y and z is this going to be the best wedding ever so i think i have to just like in any business you have to weigh the pros and cons and you know logistically how is this going to look versus something else but um yeah there are times that we have to sit here and 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 i will give a client my professional opinion of you know i think what you are suggesting um, doesn't work in this scenario and offer suggestions. In the end, they get to tell me whatever they want because it's their wedding. It's my job to tell them on a professional perspective on what I have seen works and what doesn't work. In most cases, this is their first wedding or their first event. This is and my... And they take your they, Right. They, that's the whole trust and honesty. They trust me to provide them with the correct answer but i don't see that a lot in design i see that in a lot of logistics that's a more saying logistics no design is pretty much whatever they want to do if they want to hang balloons in their wedding then we'll do balloons you know if they want <laughs> to have one thousand dollar centerpieces then we'll do thousand dollars you can't have 400 people outside and not rent a tent and yes. have a rain backup plant yes correct so there are things that i will guide them through or timing of the day time or bathroom issues with the mother of the bride sees the day flowing one way. The bride sees the day flowing another. And maybe you are the third party. Well, I'm the outside person that, that brings it in. I, every time I tell them when I do anything is that I'm going to create for you a realistic budget. I'm going to create for you a realistic timeline. It's not about what you read in a magazine or what you see on Pinterest. It's about. Or what you saw in the movies. Or what you saw in the movies. It's about what you're giving me to work with and how I can translate, you know, produce that into this amazing event that is going to have something that's memorable that everybody's going to walk away and go, you know, gosh, that's a really darn good event. And that's, that's what a planner is. Mm-hmm. I put my name on everything, you know, and it's, you know, the, it has to, you know, be decent. I mean, it's your reputation. It's my reputation. I'm proud of it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm working my butt off. I'm not going to get to watch my kids play sports that day because I'm starting doing for you at 8 o'clock in the morning. It better be something that I'm proud of. Um, and, and again, and, it doesn't feel like work if you show up and you're creating something that's beautiful and you're proud of. Because every wedding is different. And that's what's so amazing about this industry. It's like everything is not cookie cutter. The only thing anybody will ever say about my weddings is that they're all run on time and they're so organized that's the one thing i know that everybody will say about my events everything else i'll hear all sorts of things but every guest every vendor gosh it was just so organized it just felt so easy it just felt natural that's the greatest compliment i get from Mm -hmm. 
my weddings. Which also means this career is not the, you mentioned the movies. No. It's not the movies. No. It's not the glitzy, glamorous career everyone thinks. <laughs> don't, Most of our time is spent in front of a computer. All the little ladies planning with their weddings. Don't think that being a wedding planner is something that's easy. You planned your wedding and you think you can do it for everybody else. How many outfits have we ruined? Oh, ruined. Opening boxes. Yeah. You the just, day it, of the it's event. It's not. It's, it the is. The garbage splatter on mm-hmm. my well, black dress Well, here's another thing that, that people don't think about. Besides the, the, the fun of it. Because weddings are fun. I mean, come on. They're a blast. Right. But there is a whole business element behind it. Where you have to sit there and you got to do taxes and filings and insurance stuff and QuickBooks and None of that stuff is fun. So if you're going to get into this industry, you better know how to be a business owner mm-hmm. and run a business and be effective at that part. So and you be can be good at the other. To own your own company. Right, right. I mean, it's, it isn't everything. Everybody has a dream of being a wedding planner. And, you know, in, in most cases, I will encourage people. And, and, and when I meet new, you know, planners out there, photographers or, or florist designers and, I see their passion and and I talk to them, I ask them some questions and I can tell the ones that are serious and want it to be a, you know, are building a business model and going to move forward. And the ones that are just doing it more as a hobby. hobby. Yeah. There's a big difference between it being a profession and it being a hobby. It's not something you see in the movies that you can just pick up. No. It's a real investment. That's why I was asking you earlier how scary it is to take that plunge because being a business owner, being a woman business owner, especially through you've owned this business for 14 years now? 2003, whatever Almost year 15. we're in. There. So through the changes of the economy, oh, as scary as those it. were, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's a big responsibility. And then you don't, own, you don't only have your own financial well-being, but my, you have all of your employees. Right. Then you have to take care of your employees. And that's the part I think um, that a good business owner does is that they almost put their employees first above their own interest. And, you know, it's it's just a balancing act. It's I want to be able to give you guys everything I possibly can, you know, but I can't. I also have to pay the bills and do whatever. You know, it's just it's just a. People succeed. That's why I've still been in business 2003 I have learned from mistakes I have been around the block I know what works I know what doesn't work and I always keep learning and as long as you keep that focus in your life you're going to end up being you know a good person it's all going to work out like it's supposed to it will mm-hmm. all right so one more question what is a truth about weddings or events or being a business owner that you hold that others would not agree with. So a truth you hold to be true for yourself, for your business, or for weddings. Like something you believe in wholeheartedly that other people would be like, oh, no, that's not. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get funny here. Uh, the truth is... So when I'm down in the dumps or I need to pay a bill or I got to pay employees or estimated taxes come through. So I'm going to go to the business model. Sure. Okay. So the business side that um, I must listen to my wonderful father, John Shaheen, who says, it's just money. Make more. There we go. 
Wise words. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just money. Make more. If you need something, make more money. (laughs) (laughs) As a, any good spoken entrepreneur. It kind of does my happiness. (laughs) Just a little. Just a little bit. (laughs) All right. So in the future, we will have a question and answer section. Um, Tweet at LW Mag Podcast. Tell us what topics you'd like us to discuss. The great experience of Ellen Fox and her little cohorts here, Emily and I. We will (laughs) answer to the best of our abilities. Minions. Um, Any specific questions about weddings, events, or just about the business in general, um, just tweet at us and we'll try to touch on those in this section of the podcast in the future. This is our first one. So I do actually have a question from a friend's mother. So I'm going to post What is the podcast again? The Twitter is L? It's at L-W Mag Podcast. So that's Louisville Wedding Magazine. This is the podcast that goes alongside that, Behind the Veil. But our Twitter handle is at LW Mag Podcast. So just uh, tweet us a question within the next two or three weeks, and we'll touch on our favorite ones if we get too many, or we'll touch on all of them next time. Um, But in this section, my friend's mom had a situation where her friend, so a woman of about 60, mother of the bride, they're planning a destination wedding in California, So they have a room block. They're setting aside all of these rooms for everyone traveling. Everyone is coming from out of town. No one is from California. The hotel will not give a complimentary room block. All rooms need to be paid in full, non-refundable. So they have to contact all of their guests, get a head count, pay for the rooms, knowing that they're non-refundable. Some guests are assuming they get a guest but they have not yet received their invitation because it's too early it's too far out how does the mother of the bride and or the bride gracefully navigate this so in other words i am guest a and mm-hmm. i am invited to the wedding right but you but are i don't not. get a guest Mm-hmm. So I but don't she get... has not yet received her invitation to know that. So, so this... it's not that she's misreading her invitation or assuming or being impolite. She just doesn't it's have assume her... she gets to bring somebody, mm-hmm. which most people assume they get to bring most somebody. Most people would assume. Yes. Especially if you're traveling out of town, she yes. probably assumed she was getting a plus one. But she's not in a long-term relationship, doesn't have a significant other, just assumed she was getting a simple. plus one. Super simple. Tell them. Just be direct. You just have to be direct. People appreciate people who are direct rather than than dancing around something. Because you're going to eventually have to come back to that. You're eventually going to have to say, you know, sorry, you, your, your invite says solo. You know, like eventually that is going to be. So just from the beginning, just so you know, because of the size of the venue, you know, the, the restrictions of the venue or... You're going to be honest with them. Just, it's going to cost us a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I can't pay for you to have a free date night that night. You know, whatever it is, you just, just be honest with your guests and say, just be so direct. you know, just be direct. And if they can't come because they don't get a guest, then that's fine. You know, you can't mm-hmm. judge them. You can't fault them. 
that they're not going to want to come for that. And that's okay. There's but no... if you're not direct, there could be worse hurt feelings in the long run if they make additional plans with their guests. And... Correct. Because then after that, especially if they're going to California and they're booking flights, after that it's too late. The guest gets to come mm-hmm. and you're and solo you're plus one mm-hmm. and you're paying for them. Right. So from the beginning, just communicate to your guests. Um, there's so many ways that you can tell people. And you know what? In the end, they're not going to be offended. They're not going to be like, you know what? And if they take that as a, well, you know what? Then I'm not going to the wedding. Okay, that's fine. Send a nice gift and I don't have to pay for your meal. <laughs> you know? There you go. So it's just, it's that simple. Just, just always, you know what? And you learn this in kindergarten. Always be honest and be direct with people. Don't dance around a situation because mm-hmm. it's much easier than it is to just try to come back and clean up your mess. I think that's great advice. Well, thank Good. you very much, Miss Ellen Fox. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we have a little rapid oh, fire. Oh, okay. Okay. Rapid fire section here to close us out. Something just a little bit fun. So you don't have to overthink your answers. We won't take them for, you know, hashtag Bible. And just I want everyone but to I know my that I, do, I did not see any of these answers or this questions no. from the moderator before because she wanted this to be organic and natural and just off the cuff. So if I say something stupid, it's because of the wine and Melissa. Right. Fair enough. That that's what we tend to blame most things on, right? Mm-hmm. The wine and Melissa, and Melissa. <laughs> Lois on the totem pole. We I'm okay Melissa. with it. Okay, so here we go. Uh, favorite flower? Oh, stargazer lily. I named my daughter after it. Oh, that's yours. Mm-hmm. I'm still Done. gonna. I'm still gonna go rose. Uh, uh, also, my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> a specific color rose, or yes, Do you it's, have. It's called a Texas rose. It's yellow with red tips. Cute. All right. Uh, favorite color to use in a wedding? Gold. Oh, yeah. Pale blue. Like a French blue? Like a French blue. Kelsey's wedding. Is it Kelsey? Whose wedding am I thinking of? Casey's. Uh, Jim Beam. Casey's wedding. Oh, Andrea's wedding. Andrea. Yeah, several weddings. And use I that. love it when they bring out the blue. It's very soft French. Very French vintage. I love it. Uh, least favorite. What, what were we asking? Least favorite color to use in a wedding. Purple. Yeah, purple. Purple, me too. All right, live band or DJ? Live band. Live band. With a DJ. Ooh. Okay. Always. And explain why now. Okay, because a this band. This is the not so rapid fire part. Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> you, don't to, you don't get to explain, Ellen. Okay. It's just yay or nay. Just have both. No, explain. Done. No, they want to know. Because the band has to take breaks. And when the band takes a break, it's usually 20 minutes. And if they're prima donnas, it's 30. You need somebody you know you yeah. out there. You know, you, who know you, are. you. We probably don't work together very often. <laughs> <laughs> that you got to have a DJ. You don't want the band gets off the stage and the then energy the energy does. just dies. You want it to be at that same energy. And then the, the DJ can play the things like, you know, Despacito. I mean, that's like the thing now. Yeah, no band's playing that. I never no band's know gonna like, what do. is a really hot song until. Our the DJ comes out, yeah. The wedding and DJ, and I'm like, always oh, that's the know. new one. They know Before it's... me, even, and I'm 28, so yeah. I'm the youngest of the oh, three. Oh, I never know. Yes. I mean, the wedding DJs always have their finger on the pulse uh-huh. they know and get what the people crowd want. going. The band can't play, I mean, this might be dating me, but people still get down to the wobble. Wobble, baby, wobble. Oh, yeah. Everyone's that guy who sings it. Super cute. Is he? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> Don't look at All it right. Um, least <laughs> favorite wedding tradition or cliche? Oh, I've uh, got garter. 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 I have a problem with the cutting of the cake. Really? 
Yes, I have it. Yeah. Okay, now what see now heck? you need I to expand. Yeah, now yeah, you need nobody to cares. expand upon it. Well, nobody, true. Nobody cares. You're right. Nobody does care. Hot take. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Emily's no, hashtag. If you, if anyone tweets us, it has to have a hashtag. Hot hot, hot take. take. <laughs> That's what the cop podcast, podcast, podcast people are doing now. Hashtag. All right. If you could only ever let your clients use one song for their first dance for every subsequent <laughs> wedding from here on out. Oh my God. One, one, one first dance to be their first dance song. What would it be? Oh my gosh. It would have to be, um, holy cow. Um, from here to eternity. I'm going to go with, cause it's still a good song and I don't know who's saying it. Sure. It's either that cute little redhead guy or John Legend. Oh, I was going to say him, the other guy, John the Le- red, the, the redhead guy. The redhead guy. Who's Ed, the guy? Sharon. Ed Sharon. Oh, Ed, Ed Sharon. Or... It's like Josh Groban's not redheaded, is he? Oh, well, See, let's what I know. No, the other guy is. No, um, John Legend or uh, Ed, Ed well, Sharon. Eddie. We'll call him Eddie. It's, What's the song? Um, Sing it. It's the one about the body. I love oh, Wonderland. Uh, that is the no, other guy. That's John no, Mayer. Oh, no. Yeah, that's John Mayer. Yeah, he has too many girlfriends. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. It's a good song. Okay, a John Legend song. It or it's Ed. It's Sharon not John Legend. It. It's because I was going to choose it, the one that he sings and it, everybody uses it. And it's real. It, it might be Ed Sheeran. I would pull it up and play it, but we don't want to get in trouble. No, with we the... don't have rights. The rights. We don't want to start paying. I know for exactly music what song here. you're so, talking right. about. Listeners, okay. just look up Ed Sheeran. That was the one songs. I was going to choose because that's sure. multiple it, couples it, choose that. It's like he loves you, whatever. I don't know. Fair enough. I know which one you're talking about. See, this is why I said she's going to rapid fire questions. And I didn't get to see it's, these ahead yeah, of time. You didn't get to prepare. That's okay. No. Um, if you had to choose between only ever doing in corporate events for the rest of your life or weddings for the rest of your life. Wedding. Weddings. Weddings. Mm-hmm. All right. That was very immediate, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Weddings. I believe it. Um, but I still want you, you corporate events, so don't think before. I'm not on your side either. What? You what? <laughs> I still want you corporate events, so don't let me go. <laughs> um, you kind of touched on this before, but let's hear Emily's. A favorite moment on a wedding day. I think you said yours is when the bride walks down the aisle. Right? Oh, is I thought you wanted me to Ellen? choose one specifically. Oh, yeah. oh you mean just of any? So a moment within the wedding day that is consistently your favorite. When the bride and the groom and the parents get to view the room. Yeah, that's my second we favorite. Let, we make yeah. everybody get out. Uh-huh. And they're the, the only ones that get to come lit, in. The candles the are lit. Is set Everything perfectly. is done. It's before anybody else gets Napkins in there. Napkins are folded. Messes Nothing's it all messed up. up. Yeah, I love that's that. That's when the room is perfect. And that's what we were going for. That's my second favorite. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that part. Love that part too. Okay, if you won the lottery, what is the very first thing you would do? Buy a new car. All right. Pray really hard. Why? Because <laughs> I wouldn't want it to change me. Oh, God, now we got all sappy. And then you both split it with me. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, I'm family. I get a piece of that. (laughs) (laughs) I would give you some, Emily. I come to Thanksgiving. Would you give me some? some? And Melissa? I get my 5%. I come to Thanksgiving. I'd give you some. Um, If you had to be anything else, what would it be? Librarian. Would you do anything else for a career? Librarian. That's appropriate. That is actually appropriate appropriate for you. 
if I had to be anything else, um, I can't see you doing any other job. Have to choose. I would. I would be like a movie star. I mean, yeah. I mean, teacher. I would be like no doctor. Would, no. no lawyer. I just would. You'd be a good lawyer. They would just hire me because I'm just. Awesome. I don't know if she would be a good lawyer though because she doesn't see the other side. She just be like, no, I'm right. Just believe me. I thought right. that's what lawyers Hello. do. Yeah. No, you have to understand the other side oh. and understand well, she where they're understand coming it. from to formulate a great argument. She'd stand up and just say. Because I said no, so. she would be really good in a PR. <laughs> no, I would PR. be good in marketing. You would be PR and marketing, public That's, relations. I would yep. be really good at That's that. That's yours, yeah. actually. Yeah, we just I can see you being PR you. for University of Louisville. Okay, let's keep this rapid fire. I need some good um, PR. God love them. <laughs> oh, plated dinner or buffet? Plated. Plated. Favorite movie wedding? <gasps> Father of the Bride with Steve Martin. Favorite nice. movie good wedding. Pull. I don't have a favorite movie wedding. No? I can't even, no. Do they get married and gone with the wind? Can I no, tell you don't? mine then? And everyone can judge me. Everyone through this microphone, I swear. Oh my gosh, it's probably stupid. What? The wedding planner. Twilight. Uh, oh my God. It's I so just, beautiful. It's so, outside. It's in the wait, woods. Oh, I'm from Washington. Just, I just pulled out my imaginary a, that's, gun that's and a, shot a, Melissa from across the from Washington. That's not a movie about, about a wedding. That's not a movie about a wedding. That's just a movie a wedding movie. You yeah, know our, one of our vendors not favorite helped design wedding movie, that set. Favorite movie wedding. I know who helped oh. design that wedding set. With the hanging orchids? Yeah. I know who helped design all that. Come on. That was a beautiful Well, now I have to no, rethink my answer. Favorite movie wedding. Yeah, not favorite wedding movie. Favorite movie wedding. No, I still don't have an answer. I'm still Father of the Bride. Yeah, Steve I Martin. like yours. And it's cute because he redoes his whole house for her. Oh he my just gosh. loves his it's daughter so good. much. I, really I want sweet. to be frank. Did they get married in Rapunzel? Right, so you already touched Entangled. on this Did one they get married too. Favorite no. celebrity wedding. I mean, it was said that they got married, but it never showed Who? a wedding. No, they do. It's, they do? Yes, they do. In the little about? Tangled. She Rapunzel. loves Tangled. The horse. Well, I'm the only one. And he loves kids, Tangled so. too. Okay, go to the next rapid fire. You already answered this one, I think. But favorite celebrity wedding. Oh, Princess Diana. Yeah. By far. I will tell I you, too, know, just so you care. know, when um, her son got married to Princess Kate and Catherine, um, I took my kids out of school, my girls, <laughs> and we <laughs> were, wore Princess Tiaras and watched the coverage all day, the and they loved it, so just thought I would throw that out there. Sometimes you just got to miss school for a wedding. Sometimes, you know. Sometimes. I can't wait until your kids are grown and tell their their kids' stories about, you, you know, know, mom took us out of school. But you know both her kids are going to elope. Both her daughters are going to elope. Oh, no. Their weddings are already oh, planned and they have no daughter. say. Okay. Sorry, so girls. one tradition or ritual you do before every wedding day? What's one thing you do? I always say a prayer as I'm driving to the place. Always. I turn the radio That's off. Really sweet. And I say a prayer. Every time I pray that we do a good job and I pray that God showers the couple with many blessings. Can oh, you to watch of them over their whole life? So Ellen, she's so and that they heavy. give them the strength to carry their crosses and that their wedding, that their life together will be amazing every time. And then on the way home, I say a prayer and I thank him for that day. Yeah, I get emotional. 
and pause. Well, <laughs> I was a- going to say, and on the way home, but. Well, I am. Um, bring two sets of shoes. <laughs> I know. So, so that's is my that, ritual. Is that that's la- your ritual pack, too. So is that shoes. last rapid fire question? Should we end on a good note? Or is there any other one? I think that was a good one. Yeah, there was another one, but it's stupid. But oh, no, well, I want to hear it. Yeah, oh, well, know. this is just a silly one. If you know Ellen, she loves Candy Crush. Oh, my so God, totally. The last one was, if you had to only have one of these for the rest of your life, TV or phone? Oh, man. Well, TV, because I, I mean, phone, because I can watch TV on my phone. <laughs> so phone. I watch basketball oh, games on my phone. Yeah, I can watch anything <laughs> on my phone, so phone. Yeah, well, I mean, and. Yeah, phone, obviously. Yeah, phone. That was a dumb question. And your wedding. <laughs> You're right. You, you missed the. Yeah, you did. Come on, come on with a better follow up question. Final, final question. Wait, I have a question for Melissa. Okay. Oh. What's your most favorite part of the wedding? My most favorite part is probably watching the bride walk down the aisle, too. Mm-hmm. But. I love standing there and just like watching her from behind and then watching everyone else's faces Mm -hmm. turn towards her because I remember that moment as a bride and like I get chills right now. I have chills in my arm. Just like, oh my God. Like you just Uh feel like you're the center of the universe and you and your husband are like all that matters. And it's really cool. Like it's just such an anticipatory walk and you're just building up and it's really cool. Don't you think that that's what the brides, when they plan, that's the moment they think about the most? Oh, you that's have it. to. Yeah. Like, I literally that's have chills it. now thinking of it because every wedding, and I am a crier, so I cry probably at 60% of the weddings we do <laughs> around that moment. Sometimes during dad's speech at dinner, too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, but that's the start of it. Good. The bride walking down the aisle is the beginning. Well, it's a kickoff. That's everything. Yeah. That, that is everything. It's, yeah, it's what everybody waits for. Everybody can't mm-hmm. wait to see Everyone her walk through the door. Their breath what does she have on? What does she look like? What room. is she doing? You know, at that one moment, the anticipation, everybody's excited. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then they open the doors. And, and then, then everybody breathes. Then everybody breathes. And they're like, oh, my gosh. And then that's when they judge. Just Did you see her shoes? Did you see how she wore her hair? Did you see her bandage? Like, as wedding planners you kind of have a, a sigh of relief of that like well, you do rides down the aisle at the right time we are on time yeah, yes the hardest part that's, is getting to the bride walking down the aisle that's the hardest there's a part lot keeping of stuff everything that goes on time on and all keeping everybody on schedule keep everything that is when the chaos occurs until the bride walks down the aisle and you're right when she walks down and i think i i told great. someone the other day about um the sweet little bridesmaid, which I know we were wrapping up, but now I'm going to go into another story. Yeah, but that's that was okay. the perfect ending to um, the first know, podcast. Was, but no, 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 if you no, want no, to no. screw this Let's up. Do that. No, Let's I want to say, I want to say oh. though, the bridesmaid that went to college, she was the daughter of the bride, went to college, put on her, you know, freshman 15 women's bodies change when they're 18. No, no, that's no, 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 no. You are not going to tell. Ta- ta- no, okay, that here's is a the fantastic cliffhanger. Story. Find out in the next episode of <laughs> next Global Wedding Podcast. Behind the Veil. That you'll hear. We'll, we'll share some more stories. And we're going to have celebrity. We we're going to have celebrity. Well, they're considered well, celebrities. celebrity during, uh, in the industry. Yeah, event yes. people. So we're going to have other people on here because you don't want to hear us talk. All Every the time. single time. Yeah, we're not that exciting. Well, so speak for yourself. So I'm amazing. I know. Well, I mean, <laughs> come on. So well, there'll be more fun. Thanks for tuning in this week, folks. Um, 
forgive us. It's our first time. Hopefully we get better at this. Hopefully you had some fun with us, though. Laughed a little bit. Maybe Fantastic drank a little job, bit of Melissa. with us. Mm-hmm. Fantastic job. Um, and we can't wait to talk to you again. Until next time, everyone, happy planning. Happy planning. Happy planning. Two black, one white, I'm one.